Hey Z, it's Patrick, and I wanted to say to you, bah humbug. <laughs> I liked your little bah humbug little mix and mash, but I'm still going to say it to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, brother. I'm really glad that I got to meet you and uh, be able to share our ideas, and it's fun, man. It's really groovy, and so thank you for helping me learn. Thank you for putting some convolutions on my brain, and thanks for, uh, for, for being Z. All right, ma'am. Take care. Peace. Hey, Z. I don't know if you ended up doing a segment on the Kardashev scale. I didn't uh, see it or catch it, so I ended up doing some reading on my own. Your guess is right. I wasn't familiar with it either. But I'm guessing that the reason it isn't uh, extremely well-known or popular, at least in my opinion, is it seems to be built on so many, so many different assumptions. And although there have been added levels of the scale added, there we're not even at level one. So it seems weird to create a scale where we're not even on it yet. You know, I mean, we're supposedly at level zero. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm skeptical about it uh, for many reasons. But really, uh, who am I to say? You know, um, it's interesting. Thanks for bringing it up, because I had never heard of it. Seeking Plum, forgive me, but I do not honor private Collins. This is something me and my wife have both agreed upon. Now, I would really be interested in hearing um, your skeptical thoughts on the Kardashev scale. If you don't think it's feasible, I'm really interested in why. Or... More importantly, how? How is the Kardashev scale uh, not reasonable? Isaac Asimov was a family friend of ours. I mean, so much so that my dad inherited his library. I never met or even knew of Kardashev, but Kardashev is also a science fiction writer. Now, the Kardashev scale isn't actual reality um, but it's not reality just like going to Mars is not a reality or or ending war and starvation is not a reality but it is a possibility and I think that's what's important about the Kardashev scale is that it does represent a possibility you know once upon a time ending pain uh, was, uh, you know, not a possibility. But then drugs were invented and we were able to uh, end suffering or really impact the pain. And I think that's the key here. Significantly enough. End war significantly enough make a significant attempt at populating other worlds. And just think, the Kardashev scale in relation to the burning of Alexandria, which some say set us back about a thousand years, we would already be beyond level one humanity. Integrity Radio. In 1964, Russian astrophysicist Nikolai Kardashev figured that civilizations can be categorized by the total amount of energy available to them. 
he defined three levels of civilizations based on their capacity to harness and use power. These have since been expanded by number four. The Kardashia scale, as it is called, now lists seven levels of civilizations based on their power consumption and implicitly on their technological advancement and extension. A civilization that harnessed the energy of its home planet, but not to its full potential just yet. As you might have guessed, that's our good old human selves. We are currently at about 0.73 on the Kardashia scale. It is presumed we reach Type 1 in about 100 years, give it or take, depending how fast our technology advances. Type 1, a civilization that is capable of harnessing the total energy of its home planet. This is where we're heading. The good part would be that we'd achieve an ultimate peak. The bad part is that we'd have soon more energy demand than supply, because evolution can't be so easily halted. We'd have to leave Earth and start pumping our planets for their worth, or even milk our own star directly for its power. Regardless, becoming a Type 1 civilization is overall a good thing, at least in fiction. As a Type 1 civilization, we would be capable of controlling Earth entirely, maybe even influence the weather, control volcanic eruptions and earthquakes, influence global flora and fauna, geological makeup, plate tectonics, etc. Type 2 an interstellar civilization capable of harnessing the total energy output of a star. This is the next stage in the evolution of a civilization and presumes a level of technological development that allows for gigantic constructions and utmost efficiency. Dyson structures come to mind here, which are gigantic constructs meant to harness the energy of stars. I imagine a Type 2 civilization would not just build these megastructures, but also inhabit them, and completely control what goes on inside them. It would control the orbit of all planets in that system, harvest asteroids and comets at its leisures, and basically consume the entire solar system, an intimidating power to behold. Type 3 a galactic civilization capable of inhabiting and harnessing the energy of an entire galaxy. A Type 3 civilization would spend the entire galaxy colonizing and controlling numerous systems. It would be able to harness, store and use the energy output of all stars within that galaxy. Such a civilization would use planets like building blocks, being able to move planets from one solar system to another, merge solar systems, merge stars, absorb supernovae and even create stars. The galaxy is their playground and everything in it becomes a toy. Type 4 A universal civilization capable of harnessing the energy of the whole universe. This civilization would be supergalactic, able to travel throughout the entire universe and consume the energy output of several, possibly all galaxies. Think of that real estate size. It would also be capable of projects of gigantic proportions, such as manipulating space-time and reaching immortality on a grand scale. An essential, indestructible and highly utopian civilization. Type 5. A multiverse culture capable of harnessing the energy of multiple universes. Welcome to metaphysics. Leave your common sense at the door and count your strings before entering. A Type 5 civilization would spend countless parallel universes and being able to manipulate the very structure of reality. Even more abstract is the Type 6 civilization, 
The Type VI exists outside of time and space and is capable of creating universes and multiverses and destroying them just as easily. It's similar in a concept to a deity. It's hard to imagine a story with such a civilization since its perfection and indestructible nature would offer little conflict potential. Unless, of course, you are a lover type civilization waiting to be chewed, swallowed and diggest by one such type 6 monstrosity. If you enjoyed my video, please subscribe to my channel and share this video and don't forget to like it. Thanks for watching. Your David. There are things going on in my brain that are constantly trying to deceive me. Since I know this, I can kind of resist it. Most people don't realize this, that you have, all of us have something going on in our brain that is constantly trying to deceive us. Now, this is a good thing. I kind of uh, akin it to bacteria, right? Without the bacteria that we have on and in our bodies, we would die. I mean, we are essentially powered by bacteria. However, there are some bacteria that make us sick and some bacteria that will kill us. Now, I only have an associate's degree in biology and, uh, and I'm a novice of psychology. However, in some ways, being a magician almost gives me a master's in psychology. So what I'm saying is pure speculation. So not only do we have things going on in our brain that are constantly trying to deceive us, but then we also have an ego that's constantly trying to protect that deception. Now you've heard me say this before. My wife hates it when I say it, but I don't consider myself a very smart person. However, this has kind of worked in my favor. I mean, the fact that I am unable or unskilled in uh, long streams of mathematical problems. In other words, uh, convolutions. I do not follow long streams of convolution very well. So my skill would be that of maintaining simplicity, acknowledging accuracy. The Kardashev scale is a good example. You know, to me, sounds right to me, sounds right on. And it seems to me that you would have to be somewhat dramatically more intelligent than I to see otherwise. <laughs> And I think this is because smart people maintain a high level of abstraction and convolution. And so it's very easy for them to hear some sort of basic simplistic concept and have it conflict with their abstractions or convolutions. Now here's the thing, sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But the ego is the one that has to be struggled with in order to figure that out. Now, I might not be very smart, but by maintaining simplicity, I've been able to acquire a certain amount of genius. Hey Z, I'm gonna leave you hanging. The reason I made the call private was because it wasn't a topic I really wanted to continue with. 
just not interested. But I do have a question for you. I'm wondering how you came uh, to decide on your station name. Hey, Seeking Plum, thanks for letting me know that you're going to leave me hanging. <laughs> I don't think a call was necessary for that, but that's okay. <laughs> but I'm glad that you dropped it because you then asked me a much better question, which is how the hell did I come up with the title Integrity Radio? I mean, what pompous ass would call anything Integrity something or another, right? Well, it was mostly inspired by Buckminster Fuller and his concepts of integrity or tensegrity. And those are two words combined, tension and integrity. Now, I could have called this tensegrity radio, but that's not a real word. It's just a word that Buckminster Fuller made up. It was also inspired by looking up integrity on the internet and finding just a plethora of Christian sites. You see, integrity seems to be a word that has been hijacked by the religious, the Christian. So the whole idea is to really look into this concept of integrity and to certainly take the subjectivity out of integrity. So the integrity that I'm talking about here is not a philosophical integrity, but a physical integrity. Structure. Okay, warning. From this point on, it's somewhat of a rant. Structure is not digital. Structure is not one and zero. Structure are not two components, but three. Structure begins with the triangle. Structure is created and complexified through folding. Folding of matter. I think there's a lot of folks out there that don't try angle because they don't feel that any of this matters. Matter, particles, waveforms, waveforms, matter pop in and out of existence until that particle folds and triangulates into structure. All right, I called in to Anchor, but they didn't post the call in. And uh, all right, if you don't want to hear aggressive talk, aggro speaking, you might want to just go ahead and skip this this segment. So what the fuck, man? Gary V got to what, number one, number two, something like that, and then, then left the charts altogether? How the fuck is that even possible? I called in Anchor and said, listen, why don't you guys create, you know, like an aggregate user and your standard user, right? So your aggregate users can come in and, you know, aggregate their podcasts and their thing on Anchor. Yet the real Anchor users um, uh, won't be upset by that, right? And... uh I, w- I wasn't so upset, but with Mess and Remix or, you know, the great everything who pretty much aggregate their th- their stuff on Anchor. Um, even though, it, it, like, Mess and Remix actually, I think, does their thing on Anchor. But for all intents and purposes, they should be considered aggregate users as well. And so somebody like Gary Vee, without a doubt, is an aggregate user. Man, it's just not cool. In fact, Gary Vee himself doesn't even post the shit. 
he has someone else post it. And, and they claim that. They actually say that. So this is not some conspiracy theory. No, Gary Vee doesn't post this shit. He's not an anchor user. So how the fuck does he go on the charts from, like, what, number one, number two, and then disappears from the charts? That's bullshit. And why the hell is an anchor posting uh, my call? Because there's two features that need to be here on Anchor, and it doesn't even make sense that they don't have it. And um, so, yes, I called them and requested a shuffle feature because the shuffle feature is really mandatory for this sort of an app, right? And then also this concept of creating two types of users, aggregate users and then anchor users. I mean, wh why wouldn't you at least post that call? So now I'm very suspicious. I'm wondering if they're pushing Gary V in the same way that they're pushing Medicine Remix, right? And if they're pushing a motivational speaker, God damn it! I mean, that really, that makes me think that this is sort of the end days of Anchor, which is a shame, because I really love this app. But man, fast-tracking Gary V, an aggregate user to the top of the charts, just really reeks of a of an agenda. Now I know your main agenda is of course to make enough money to keep operating and th this I understand. But I'm going to make a prediction here. I'm going to predict that if Anchor is going to be pushing Gary V and be listening to the likes of Gary V then I feel that Anchor will probably be no more. I know you're going, whoa, 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 but Gary Vee and the Fortune 500 and all that. Yeah, yeah, passe, passe. Listen, whenever anyone that's successful then turns to be a motivational speaker, that is a downward direction, not a continued upward direction. Gary Vee is like the witch doctor that shakes a little shake, does a little dance, right? and then waits around long enough for the problem to go away and then takes credit for it. It's an old, old trick. Again, only a magician knows this for sure, but the easiest people to fool are the rich and the smart. All right, back to the Kardashev scale. So perhaps some people don't like hearing that they haven't achieved human yet, that they're, they're not quite human yet. We're still kind of animals and we're, we're trying to achieve what we call our humanity. Now, to say that you're human when you haven't become human yet is a lot like someone that uh, is trying to be sober and they just say that they're sober, but they're actually not, right? They say that they've stopped abusing drugs but they haven't. See, that's the same thing with humans. We like to say that we're human, but we're not yet. We're, we gotta work to get there. And it's going to take a very specific way to do it. Not a whole bunch of ways and everybody is correct and everybody's ideas are valid and equal bullshit. No, there is a way to get there and we are working towards getting there. There is a trajectory And if we want to maintain that trajectory, then we have to keep focusing. We can't focus on the ditch, because if we focus on the ditch, we're going to wind up in the ditch. 
We have to stay centered. We have to stay focused. We have to maintain our progressive and upward trajectory. Evolution is not guaranteeing this at all. Luckily for us, we have artificial selection. Now let me explain this. Natural selection would have taken us out long ago. So lucky for us, we have artificial selection. And we have artificially selected ourselves to keep going, regardless of natural selection. And in fact, with our current trajectory, we will be rejecting the natural world at an exponential rate. You know, I once uh, spoke with Richard Dawkins and asked him to define what he was calling natural. And uh, he admitted that it was somewhat of a conundrum, but using the term superficially, it would, uh, you know, distinguish a jet airplane from a flower. You know, to us humans, a lot of words really do require, oh, how shall I say, scrutiny. Sure, the words exist, but, but at some point they don't tell you anything. I think this is sort of what um, Larry McGuire uh, talks a lot about. But here's another Z idiom. All things are good up to a point. And it's that point that we constantly have to recognize because it's a movable dough, right? It's a movable point. Center isn't always at the same place. Center isn't always in the middle. Oh man, there have been people throughout the ages say it can't be done, it can't be done. Well, certain things certainly can't be done, but then there are other things that can be done. And that's what happened. That has set us on a trajectory. Now, with all trajectories, there's some drag, but that's what a trim tad's for. That's what the trim tab is for, yep. To deal with the drag, to deal with that naysayer. We got the fame. We got 
Hey Z, thanks uh, for the Kardovich scale of, man, see that's what I mean about I don't know things. And I'll be the first one to say I, I, I'm always on the quest for learning and so here's a scale that's out there that I've never even heard of and I was glad that you posted uh, the, the video about what it's all about and so now I want to look into it a little bit more and was I was my understanding we're like only like point whatever on the scale <laughs> like it sounded pretty bleak but it's so interesting I can't wait to learn more about it so groovy dude thanks okay Enigma out you're listening to Integrity Radio my name is Z join me and my wife Ronnie as we explore the objective meaning behind human integrity perhaps together we can all respectfully discover and implement more integrity into our lives. Enjoy. There goes that pit bulling again. I can't let go of this on Jesus being a real person or not. You have to take into account, if you're, if you're going to include history and science, 
you got to take into account the Library of Alexandria. Quote, the famous burning of the Library of Alexandria, including the incalculable loss of ancient works, has become a symbol of the irretrievable loss of public knowledge. Although there is a mythology of the burning of the Library of Alexandria, the library may have suffered several fires or acts of destruction of varying degrees over many years. Ancient and modern sources identify several possible occasions for the partial or complete destruction of the Library of Alexandria. Now, during Caesar's Civil War, Julius Caesar was besieged at Alexandria in 48 BC. Many ancient sources describe Caesar setting fire to his own ships and state that this fire spread to the library, destroying it. I think if you were to assert anything, Patrick, you would have to assert that Julius Caesar was the greatest and perhaps the first propagandist. So other than the faulty Gospels, and other than the faulty bit of logic that uh, Julius Caesar or Pontius Pilate documented the existence of Christ in any way, and perhaps some Templeton group historical biblical scholars where are you getting your information from the vatican so patrick if you're listening <clears throat> i'd like to hear your responses on this and i'd also like to ask you a question because i've been considering this i've been considering become becoming a secular catholic is that even possible i mean Jews can be secular, right? So why can't Catholics? And maybe somebody someday can explain to me how Jews maintain uh, their Jewishness when they're not religious. I mean, how do you be a religion and an ethnic group? I don't understand that. I, just, I truly don't understand it. Maybe some, somebody can explain. Because... If it's valid, then I think I'll become a secular Catholic. Yeah, I miss uh, the wafers and the, the shot. And there's nothing more metal than like, you know, a church, a cemetery, and crosses. Oh no, don't misconstrue my questions regarding the existence of Jesus as non-appreciation. Oh no. And remember, an atheist is what my oppressors call me. I don't identify as atheist. More to the point, I would be a skeptic. Which means I pay attention to the details. The time that Christ was supposed to have lived was a time of great war and destruction, murder, after the burning of Alexandria came great periods of monkey intribing, or ingrouping rather. If you read your history right, you'll see that the ancient Middle East was 
some bad times during the so-called Christian era. Before the birth of Christ, Julius Caesar had already set a precedence of destroying information, a trend that I'm sure his successors made use of. And really, would you trust the record-keeping under the controls of Caligula or Tiberius? Really? The burning of Alexandria set us back a thousand years before Christ was even born. Okay, back to the music. Integrity Radio.
We have true religion already on the earth. But it's not enough to be taught how we should live, what we should do. We need to be able to live that way and live it all the time. But very, very few people on earth today are able to live according to their religion. The reason for this is obvious. We are so dominated by outside forces that there's no room for the inner life. Even those who want to live according to the teaching of their religion cannot do so because their inner self or soul has been closed up and shut in by the pressure of worldly forces. The creative power working through the mind of men has produced the modern world it is utterly different from the world of our ancestors. We have learned how to release vast sources of energy We've learned how to make wonderful machines and travel around the world in a few days. All this has brought humanity under the action of immensely strong material forces. We do not dominate these forces, they dominate us. But there's no going back. Life on Earth is getting more and more complicated every generation. We cannot carry on our lives without great organizations which inevitably take away the freedom of individuals. All these factors have produced a situation in which people have lost contact with their inner life. This is the chief reason why there are so many mentally disturbed people in the world. Why people need tranquilizers and sedatives. Why we live in a state of constant nervous tension and anxiety. It was unknown a thousand years ago. But, Inside every human being, there is another self, the real self or soul. Even if it is shut up so that we've forgotten that it exists, it's still there. All that is needed is that it should be brought to life and made strong and conscious. Then that real human self can stand up to all the pressures of the modern world.